All right, Kyle, and all right, you listen right now, let's fall down the rabbit hole. It's our last episode before the NHL draft, and we got three levels of trades for you today. We got spicy, we got spicier, and we got spiciest. It's Locked On Canucks, baby. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And before we dive into our final show before the 2023 NHL Draft, we want to thank you for listening to Locked on Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, here's what I want to do, Kyle. I want to talk about some bold moves that Canucks could make before the draft tomorrow, before they inevitably let us down and do nothing. Um, But really what I've done uh, for this episode today is gone through three levels of spice, okay? So if you like spicy steaks, if you like spicy food, uh, this is the place to be. Oh, who so doesn't like three... spicy food? I, I I don't trust people who don't like spicy food. Those people do not like taking risks in their life. Like I'm talking, uh, there are some of those people who like won't touch a like jalapeno and cheddar and, uh, Dorito, you know, because that's too spicy for them. Those people are dangerous. Those people are probably serial killers, man. You know Honestly, what? Man. I uh, my whole family grew up not liking spicy food so my whole family might be serial killers i i i broke Whoa. the chain probably at like 16 years old so yeah I, I, that's, what, that's what i took for that you, you say my family's a bunch of serial killers kyle is that well, what you're dude, saying i'm just saying those people are kind of interesting you know like, like no level of spice you know <laughs> very bland monotone i don't know it's it's, it's interesting to me it's yeah, my wife doesn't me, really right? like spice either she might also be a serial killer oh man <laughs> who knows right y'all watch a lot of murder docs too i guarantee you know she's hey, taking notes, she's taking yeah, notes. exactly but exactly. not to do maybe she wants to get caught though right oh man who knows man story for another day another podcast hey, spicy spicy times are here talking serial killers and nhl trades specifically trades the vancouver canucks could make uh, of course comment corner is at the end of the show uh, but kyle let's dive right into it okay let's uh, mm-hmm. Let's start with the least spicy. We'll call it spice level one in terms of potential trades that Canucks could make. So, you know, when Alvin did his press conference, he talked about trading up, not trading down in the draft. He actually spoke again this morning and, and basically said that there's not much movement in terms of trading up. Um, but obviously, we're not just going to talk about the Canucks doing nothing and picking 11th overall. That's not happening on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. Uh, but in this version of the least uh, spicy take level one, I have them trading down in the draft. So, let me go through my trades for um, this this least spicy take here. So Vancouver trades the 11th overall pick and a fourth round pick to the Nashville Predators to move down four spots to 15th overall. And they also pick up Dante Fabro in the deal as well. So again, the Canucks moving down four spots, also giving up a fourth round pick and picking up Dante Fabro. He's got one year left at $2.5 million. Lots of smoke that they were the National Predators were trying to trade Dante Fabro around the trade deadline. They ended up resigning him to kind of that one-year show-me deal. Um, but again, the draft is in Nashville. The reports are that Nashville wants to make some noise, okay? okay. They're hosting the draft. They want to make some noise. So I could see Nashville, you know, they already have a, another first-round pick from Edmonton in the Matias Ekholm trade uh, late in the first round. 
maybe they see a guy at 11th overall. Um, and maybe it's a defenseman. Cause I, I have a feeling that, you know, the Willander, Simashev, um, and Reinbacher will kind of be gone in those first 12 picks. So, uh, we'll see, but I have Nashville moving up here to 11th, uh, overall. Then I have Vancouver trading down even further. Okay. This is where it starts to get spicy. So Vancouver takes that 15th overall pick from Nashville and trades down four more spots to 19th oh overall God, to dude. the Chicago Blackhawks. And they, but they do pick up a second round pick an early second rounder at 35th overall, which to be honest, Kyle, I think that's pretty valuable for the Canucks because, you know, at the end of the day, the Canucks, they have what, uh, that right now they have a first round pick two thirds, three fourths, you know, really once you start getting to that fourth round, the chances of finding NHL guys is pretty slim. So I would like to see the Canucks try to find a way to get into the second round because it's a deep draft. Um, it's above average. And I think there's gonna be some good talent that slips into round two there. So, um, what do you, what do you think, Kyle? Do you, are you okay with the Canucks lot, trading man. down if it means picking up a second round pick? Dude, what did you play NHL NHL 13 before you got on today's episode, man? Do you still have that video game? Is that the only hockey game you're still playing, man? You're on you're on another run today. You know, I, yeah, I, can I haven't kinda, even gotten started, man. Woo. I can kind of make some of those connections. I, I kind of have a hard time uh, believing that uh, uh, Chicago would trade one of their higher second round picks to move up only four spots from like 19 to 15. Just a personal thing, unless they really, really, mm-hmm. really, 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 really want a guy. But I like where you're going, stockpiling, you know, making up ground. You know, uh, the Canucks, you know, they they trade an extra fourth to move down and get Dante and swap first round picks. But they pick up an extra pick when they trade uh, Chicago uh, with 19. I like it. I like it, man. And that's that's one of the things too. I feel as if a lot of Canucks fans would be content with some maneuvering when it comes to trading down because of our appetite for more draft picks. I think, again, it's intelligent fan base, West Coast to best coast. We know what we're talking about. Even though we haven't been to the promise line, we know what we're talking about. And the, the truth is that this team, uh, one of the worst teams in the last decade, uh, continues to not really prioritize having a surplus of draft picks. So again, that appetite for them uh, would be something. Uh, let, let's touch on Dante Fabro uh, some more. Do, do you think the Canucks are in that territory? Because I know we've heard a lot of, uh, you know, Noah Juleson, Christian Wulanin, Wulanin, that dude. We've been we've been hearing those names, those names, even Akito Hirose, all those guys, right? Do you think the Canucks, the, even though that's the case, and they continue to talk about those guys, do you think that the Canucks, if they pick up a guy like Dante Fabro via trade at the draft, are still going to be hungry during free agency for another defenseman? I think right. if they have the cap space to do it, they will be hungry to do so. I, I don't think this team is you know, going to have a few million dollars uh, to spare when it comes to the cap next season. Uh, and again, they got to have Pullman and Pearson on the books before on opening day before putting them on LTIR. So I'd be pretty surprised if the Canucks have much cap room at the end of the day here. So, um, you know, depending on what moves they make, I think they're going to have some room to spend a free agency, especially after the OEL buyout. Um, but, but maybe I'll answer some of your questions here just by finishing up my, my least spicy take, my okay. least spicy block of trades here. So, Again, the Canucks have uh, acquired Dante Fabro by trading down with the Preds. They then they trade down with Chicago to pick up a second-round pick along the way. And you're right, Kyle. Maybe it's a bit lower in the second round, but a second-round pick nonetheless. Nonetheless, um, and I think you know if they do pick 19th overall, they're going to have their choice of guys like maybe Matthew Wood, Samuel Hanzek, Braden Yanger, Kobe Barlow, Gabe Pro, Daniel Boot. So I do think there's some serious talent there uh, in the late teens of this draft. Um, and again, they're going to take another swing in the second round as well. Um, but to finish up here, Eggsy, and, and you, is, you know, you, sorry, man, I have to cut you off there because I ahead. just remembered, right? Just you just hit me with the you just hit me with the one two, the one two, 
I just remembered. I just remembered that because you, you mentioned those names and you mentioned them being available at number 19. You said it again, deep draft. Everyone is saying this is one of those spectacular drafts, right? And they're the Canucks war with two picks possibly in the top 20. And then they traded one of them and a second round pick to get somebody with one arm. Never forget, man. Never forget. Continue, man. Just reminded me. <laughs> oh, Philip Peronik and his one arm. Hopefully he's got two arms going into next season. Um, hey, here, here's my cop-out for all three spicy trade packages. I, I, I Maybe I got a little lazy, but I just said Connor Garland to the New York Islanders for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Again, I do think the Canucks got to trade a winger for a third-line center um, mm-hmm. in order to kind of you know reshuffle the deck a bit. So I've just gone with that template. So you can kind of think of, you know, trading a, a $5 million player like Garland, a $6 million player like Besser for a player of, you know, maybe near equal cap hit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I went with Garland for Pajot in, in all three examples here. Uh, but to finish off uh, this uh, least spicy block of trades, I have the Canucks trading up to get a late second round pick. They trade with the Seattle Kraken, who actually have three second round picks. So the Canucks acquire the 57th overall pick in exchange for pick 75 and 107. So in this example, the Canucks trade down from 11th to 19th, but they have two second rounders. Um, and then again, after acquiring Fabro, uh, resetting Hoaglander, trading Garland for Pajot, um, and trading away Anthony Beauvillier. Did I mention whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, that's whoa, 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 whoa. Relax, the, oh, that's the next, that's the next, that's the next one. That's the next one. My bad. Holy, um, this guy just comes with the haymaker, man. Come on, man. Dude, okay, <laughs> are they gonna okay? Are I they see. gonna trade Beauvillier? I feel like I feel like they just released that uh season ticket video, right? Like, oh, uh, next season starts now, uh, the draft starts now, boom, bam, it's time to go. Patterson's telling the camera, yo, I'm back in Vancouver already. Uh Quinn Hughes going through a WhatsApp or iMessage doing his thing, blah, blah, blah. And I feel as if Beauvillier in that text chain slash propaganda, uh, see the commercial for yourself. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about anyways, Beauvillier, I feel as if was mentioned another two times, really? another two times. It, like his name was popping up in the conversation. Like he's one of the boys, dude, I was surprised watching that commercial because I didn't see nothing from uh, Luke Shen. That would have been funny, you know, like a little phone call. <laughs> Yeah, good oh, work man. though. Good work, man. C- connect with the youth, ha- have fun with it, and uh, yeah, they gotta sell tickets, man. For real, they gotta sell tickets, man. Ace. Yeah, for real. Uh, for I think real. the Canucks, the Canucks do love their Anthony Beauvillier, but um, you know, the, the team needs changes, man. They can't just be, they can't just be content because they got Anthony Beauvillier <laughs> on the team, you know. So um, maybe I'll talk about a Beauvillier trade uh, later on. But let's get okay. to my my spiciest takes on the other side. But first, you know. I'm a big last minute deals guy, Kyle. And I found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. You know what, Kyle, if you want to use game time, you know, my birthday is coming up. If you want to give me some cheap tickets um, for colleges and events in my area, I'm down, man. Just use game time. You know, go talk to, go talk to Nicole. Okay. She's always teasing me with those uh, weekly emails about flash deals on last minute tickets. And you know what? She's also telling me that, you know, game time has the lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation. It doesn't end there, Kyle. You know, I'm not a picky guy. If you want to give me tickets on, on a number of things, it's all good. Because on game time, they got exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Now I have no choice but to get off my rear end and go check out a show on a Friday night. So make sure you snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. 
By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked on Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked on Canucks at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, we back. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, the day before the draft, okay? Trevor Beggs fired up, playing GM simulator mode, just having the time of his life. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie to the people, okay? Some of the, some of the most fun times in my life were when I was that armchair GM at 15, 16, 17, 18, even 12, 13, 14, 15, even 10, 11, when I was super young, doing my thing on the video games and trying to win Stanley Cups. My favorite thing to do in the video game was to actually make trades and just simulate the games. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even play the games. That's how, that's how much of a hockey oh, nut, nut I was, but I feel as if everyone did that. I feel as if everyone did that and you're doing that right now. And it's, you know, it's exciting, man. This is, this is, yeah. this is the stuff that used to excite me in life. You know, when woman <laughs> didn't matter, you know, I didn't, yo, I didn't, I didn't start having crushes on, on, on women until I was like 15 years old. Around that time in high school, you know, 13, 14, 15, grade eight, grade nine, grade 10, everyone's going to parties, having a good time, theaters with their, with girls, you know, having cru- cru- crushes and stuff. And I'm just sitting there, you know, only thinking about the Canucks and NHL 09. NHL, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hockey, man. Oh, hockey, man. man. Are you slow swinging those deals? But uh, yeah. hey, that's why I'm still swinging deals now as, as an almost 30 year old man. You know, sometimes you <laughs> don't grow up, and that's okay. That's the lesson okay. on today's show, Locked On Canucks. No matter if you're 18 or 81, make sure you don't grow up, okay? Keep that yeah. inner child inside of you. And that's you why go. I'm playing GM, GM mode here before the draft. And uh, try to keep it realistic, but hey, hit us, hit me up in the comments. You know, I, I think trades always cause debate. I think if all of you agree with every single trade I'm suggesting here, uh, that would be weird because again, they're called spicy for a reason, okay? So let's mm-hmm. get to the second batch of trades. So the next two tr- batches I have involve the Canucks trading up in the draft. Don't listen to what Alvin said today about there being not a lot of calls about the 11th overall and trading up. The Canucks are doing it in the next two examples. So in this example, uh, my spicy level two, Vancouver will trade their 11th overall pick and the 89th overall pick. So uh, a first and a late third to the Washington Capitals for eighth overall, Anthony Mantha. And Vincent Iorio. Uh, so Vincent Iorio, for people who don't know, uh, right shot prospect defenseman drafted in the second round a couple of years back from Coquitlam, BC. Shout out Coquitlam, 6'4", 200 pounds. Not a lot of offense, but kind of profiles as a potential kind of second, third pairing right shot defenseman. Uh, so again, that's the 11th and 89th overall picks from Vancouver to Washington for 8th overall. Anthony Mantha and his fat $5.7 million contract and Vincent Iorio. So if the Canucks do do this, you know, I would think that Mitch Kov is off the board because I, I get the feeling that Washington wants to add another star rush into the organization. So, if, but if Mitch Kov goes before eighth overall, I could see the Canucks trading up. And, you know, maybe they have their eye on a guy like, you know, Ryan Leonard or, or maybe they have a, uh, or David Reinbacher, uh, maybe it's Zach Benson, um, one of those guys. Uh, Dalbert Dvorsky could be another option as well uh, in the top 10. Uh, Kyle, any chance? We talked about it a couple days ago. Every day is no, okay? Is there any chance that the Canucks could trade up here with the Washington Capitals? Do you see any scenario where that could happen? Well, why would they want Mantha? Like, is it just like a cap dump? Slab? It's a cap dump. Ca- Mantha like, has one year left of $5.7 million. And what, uh, are so we repl- it would be a cap dump. It would be a cap dump, and then this move, if, if something like this happens, I'm talking the minute after, 
one of these wingers got to go. One of these wingers got to go. Yeah. For the Canucks, and that's right? what I have in the, that's what I have in this batch. So this is where okay. Anthony Beauvillier goes. So I basically have Anthony Beauvillier getting traded for a late third round pick uh, with the Seattle Kraken. Um, so Ooh. the Kraken have three second rounders and then one third. So, you know, I think they can afford to give up a late third for a guy who could push for top six minutes with them. Again, the Canucks be trading with a division rival, uh, but that's the move you got to make if you're going to trade up in the draft. Uh, yeah. Get a better prospect and then take on Matt as a cap dump. Um, again, I, for this trade, I do like them picking up Vincent Iorio as well, kind of adding another, you know, semi blue chip right shot prospect to the Canucks organization. Um, and then I also have Vancouver trading uh, Garland for Jean Gabriel Pajot. So I, I think, do I have it for the YouTube viewers here? Let's let's check it out, Kyle. Let's check it out. Okay, so this is what the lines look like. Uh, after all those moves, I kind of had the same free agent moves as well. Connor Clifton, Ian Cole rounding out the blue line. Um, Kyle, I, I don't know. The, the, my first example is already out of the way, but what would you prefer? The Canucks, you know, trading down for Fabro, uh, trading down and getting some second round picks or trading up, uh, getting a better prospect, um, but arguably a worse team on paper. Yeah, I would take I would take the first one, you know, making the Fabro trade, getting more second round picks. Uh, you know, the Canucks... They've already been super aggressive year in, year out, and they've already made their aggressive move this year. I don't think a Have team they? like the Canucks. Come on, Heronic. That was a, that was aggressive. That was really, but then they really bought aggressive. but then that's they bought an OEL. And, that's a first first and second round pick. You know what I'm saying? That's that's like a premium. That's a real premium. They've yeah, done it. I, I don't I don't think the Canucks can unless unless they really need the prospect and the, this cupboard obviously really needs like top end prospects. Unless they actually believe that they have to go up three spots to fill fill that need, then okay. But I just don't – I don't know. I don't know, man. I think the Canucks, if they're going to – they still got to shed cap, you know? They still got to maneuver and just taking on Mantha's contract and, and also taking on a contract. I know they still get rid of a couple, but taking on a contract at that position too, it's, it's just it's not appealing to me. The Dante yeah. Fabro thing – that thing's more appealing, not just because of his position, but he's making less money. And actually, it is because of his position, man. I just want to see the Canucks have a different decor. And, uh, yeah. you know, as much as I do appreciate the efforts of some of those guys from Abbotsford over the uh, the last couple of months of the season, since next season matters so much and they're so aggressively all in, I feel as, feel as if there needs to be some more NHL competition there before yeah. – the rope is just given to guys like Juleson and whatnot. I know it's tough to do with this cap space, yeah. but um, that's just that's just to me what would make this team more not just appealing but more structured. It starts from the back end, and this team has been so chaotic year in and year out. And uh, yeah, that's just defense first. If we're making moves, it's for defense first from, from my mm -hmm. end. Yeah, and I, I think the Abbots for guys like again talking about Jose, Juleson, Breezewall, Willad, and any of those guys making the team, it's all smoke. I mean, I just. I, I can't see how this team is that much better. You know, those guys are, you know, playing regular minutes in the NHL next season, but we'll see how it goes. Again, we're talking about fringe bottom of the roster players, uh, but my, my spiciest level of trades here, uh, let's get to it because this doesn't involve bottom of the roster players. So uh, in the spiciest level of trades I got, you're going to like this one, Kyle. I got the Canucks trading JT Miller, Jet Wu, the 75th overall pick and the 11th overall pick to the Columbus Blue Jackets for third overall and Andrew Peak. Um, so again, JT Miller, uh, Jet Wu, a third rounder, and the 11th overall pick. 
to move up eight spots and then also grab defenseman Andrew Peak. And there you go. The Canucks draft Leo Carlson going for that one-two punch uh, of uh, Pedersen Carlson down the middle for years to come. Uh, and then with that, again, I have Garland in the Pajot trade. But the Canucks end up having around $12 million in cap space by trading JT Miller uh, and his contract. So with that cap space here, what I've done is I have them signing Max Domi as a second-line center. Uh, oh, because man. if you have Pajot in the team, you know, you kind of have that defensive center, okay? You have Niels Amon, defensive center. Pedersen, he can play de- defense. I think you can afford to have a guy like Domi in that second-line center role, um, at least as a stopgap for a couple of years until a guy like Leo Carlson would be ready. Uh, and then last but not least, I have the Canucks signing Ryan Graves as well. Short-term deal, $6 million a season. But again, I think they're paying a bit of a premium uh, for just getting him on a short-term deal. So that's what this my spiciest version of the Canucks making moves at the draft. And we'll see what happens. You know, hit us up in the comments. You know, we got uh, well, so episodes coming out at 420. We've got 24 hours from the time this episode's released till the draft actually starts. Hit us up with, with your trade proposals. What do you think is going to happen? Don't say the Canucks are not going to do anything because that's just no fun. Wow, man. Three levels of spiciness, man, coming from your your mind. You're such a nerd, dude. What a hockey nerd, bro. This guy went three levels, three different tiers of scenarios that have a 1.7% chance of happening. You were having fun, man. And you're, you're right, man. You got to keep that inner child alive. That inner child alive, having fun, uh, keeping it, keeping it grooving, keeping it moving. And again, that thing called your life. I did hear that Ryan Graves, though, doesn't want to come to Canada. That's I heard that hearing. too. But, you That's know, I think I'm if hearing. the Canucks offer him $6 million a season, maybe they can persuade him the other way. You know, Canadian Dude, tax was, there. Whatever. Y'all, y'all can stay in America. Right, America. He, he, Ryan Graves is from Nova Scotia. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's not like a good old American boy who wants to stay in America. The guy's Canadian. Well, okay, so, okay. I mean. <laughs> Before we get to the third segment, Common Corner, let's touch on it for a couple minutes, okay? Because we're seeing it with Calgary. We're seeing it with Winnipeg. Maybe they're outlier situations, especially with the, the scenario in Winnipeg, right? People are looking at that scenario and are like, oh, look, look at look at these guys, man. Look at these guys. These guys uh, don't want to stay in Winnipeg. Shifley, uh, Wheeler, Halibut, what, uh, Dubois. Bro, three of those guys I just mentioned, they've been there forever. They've been there forever. Change is inevitable sometimes, right? Maybe that doesn't have to do with the whole Canada thing, the Calgary thing. Some of those players have been there for a little bit longer than others. And also Calgary, dude. Come on, man. We all been to Calgary, man. Come on, dude. You know, if you're losing hockey games and it's not as optimistic as as one may believe, a.k.a., you know, there's no Stanley Cup uh, dreams and you're a hockey player, Calgary, yeah. Anyways, man, Locked on Canucks, your team every day, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. And look at us, man. We bless on the West Coast, the best coast. Re- real talk, man. You, you over there at the, the, the South End, fake Surrey. Fake Surrey. Y'all don't even like the rep Surrey. <laughs> For real, I'm here on set in South Van. We're blessed, man. By the water, living life, and, and just being hockey nuts, okay? The draft is tomorrow on, on a scale of 1 to 11. How, how, how stoked are you? I'm, I'm probably like a 9 stoked, you know? Nice. Um, I'd be more stoked if the Canucks, you know, didn't win all those games at the end of the season. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's a, it's a fascinating draft. It's a fascinating offseason for the Canucks because – you know, whether we like it or not, they're not rebuilding. They're in win-now mode. And I think they're going to make some moves uh, that signify win-now mode, whether that's at the draft or during free agency. So uh, I, I, I think there's a 70% chance that we're back here on Saturday or we're back here on Monday and we're complaining about the crappy moves the Canucks have made because that's just what happens here in Vancouver. But 
nonetheless, it's an exciting time of year. You love movement when you uh, when you love the game. So let's go, baby. Locked on Canucks. Locked on Canucks. Uh, before we get to Common Corner, uh, let's let the people know that yesterday Woo! we dropped an episode because we do that, right? Your team every day. And we talked about Connor Clifton. Connor Clifton, this, this is more appropriate, okay? I think this is the direction the Canucks are going to go. Doing things like this, I, I've said it before, I don't feel as if the Canucks need to go to the auction anymore. They don't need to, need to be super ultra aggressive, okay? How about have some trust in some low-budget moves, some value moves, and have those players exceed expectations? Uh, we need that here on the West Coast, the best coast. Uh, we actually dropped uh, this episode yesterday again on Connor Clifton. Uh, the day before that, we did Pius Suter, or the Friday episode, so... We covered the center positions and the defensive positions at uh, at deals that could be a, a what a bargain for your Vancouver Canucks, uh, locked on Canucks. Your team every day. Let's get the common corner. Uh, Begsy, do we have a do we have a break here? Uh, not nothing really for me. I just want to quickly pump out or um, talk pump about out. the locked on NHL. Out? Oh, what, wow. what do you want to pump out? Relax, hey, what man. I, what can you don't I say, man? Come on, the sun is shining. Let's go. You don't got a shirt on. You can't just be saying I got to pump this out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can't be man. pumping it out, bro. You gotta relax, man. 2023. Gotta I gotta, I got, I gotta watch my words. I gotta watch my words. Pump it but regardless, out, once bro. you're done listening to me talk dirty, uh, make sure you check out Locked On uh, 2023 NHL Mock Draft Special, uh, where you got Gil and Hattie. They're gonna break down every pick made by every NHL team. Uh, we picked David Ryanbach to the Canucks at 11th overall. Uh, but you can find the episodes on Locked On NHL wherever you stream podcasts or on YouTube. Okay, okay, we back. We back, we back. Here on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs without a shirt on. Without a shirt on. Family program, but it is, you know. This 2023, right? You just express yourself, right? Express yourself. Don't whip it out, but express yourself. It's all good, okay? Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs again. Don't pump it out. Comet Corner, man. Comet Corner. Love the people. Love the new people joining us. But again, shout out to IQ. Shout out to Hayden Gluten. Shout out to Jay. I'll even say Jay's name. You know, the, the OGs, I'm going to remember you guys forever. We're growing, and it's because of you. First comment goes to Matt. Okay, I, I, I respect Matt, okay, because he's been commenting a lot, and he's in it. I feel as if this is one of the guys – oh, sorry. Got a phone call coming in. Uh, he, he seems like one of, the, one of those guys who, who, watches, who watches 40 Canucks podcasts a week. He's in it. I appreciate the effort, okay? So, Matt – one love to you. Let, let's actually give Matt a round of applause, okay? Because the people, the people are doing doing everything for us hockey podcasters here on the West Coast, the best coast. Anyways, he says, for the love of God, don't sign Ian Cole. No explanation there. It could have to do with everything surrounding Ian Cole. Or, you know, maybe it's I don't even know if that there's any truth to that statement. Like, is there anything surrounding this guy anymore? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Or yeah. it could be because of the age. It could be because of the age as well. It could it's, be. It could, it could be a number of things. Um, yeah. I will say, though, quickly, whether you like Ian Cole or not, Rick Dollywall reported yesterday that the Canucks um, sh- are, are likely to show interest in Ian Cole if he hits the open market. Again, he's got ties to the Rutherford organization. Uh, he won two Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh when they were in charge. So don't be surprised if the Canucks go chase Ian Cole on July 1st. I've, se- I've seen... I've seen- Seven different people on this side of the world talk about how that connection could be happening very, very soon. 
Yo, Rutherford and LV, man, former Pittsburgh Penguins. Don't don't be surprised. Okay, look at this scenario. Okay, look, look at what I thought of right here. Okay, because there's a ch there's a chance of this. Anything is possible in this thing called life, right? The Pittsburgh Penguins are out of it. Come March, and the Canucks are booming. The Canucks are booming, right? They're surprising everyone. The cream of the crop. Anything can happen, right? Florida made it to the Stanley Cup final. Anything can happen, and out of nowhere, Alvin brings Crosby to Vancouver. Okay, just <laughs> anything's Holy. possible, man. Anything's that's possible, new, man. Th that's the new third line center, eh? Sydney Crosby. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Oh man. Okay. Uh, this comes from <laughs> our, next com our, ne our next comment comes from Unplugged. One, two, three. Enough with the former Boston Bruins on the Canucks. I think we talked about Connor Clifton. Yes, we did yesterday. A maybe former Boston Bruin, right? It could happen. Maybe they'll sign him. Maybe they won't. Yeah, I I feel as if. Whatever we're doing right now, when we've been talking about a couple Bruins uh, with the Canucks, I feel as if it's it's an indication that time has passed. Time has completely passed. I'm I feel like I'm getting over it. You know it, man. I, I signed up to do this, and I've I've been here ever since March. I haven't taken any emotional leave because this is an emotional franchise for me. So I think I can say I've gone pa gotten past the 2011. Trevor Beggs, you should be proud of me. Because you know how hard this has been for me to deal with since 2011. But, yeah, I think Unplugged, you just got to get over it, man. You just got to get over it. Yeah, and, you know, he makes a good point. With their, we, have, we actually have brought quite yeah. a few players to this organization from Boston who have sucked. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like Connor Clifton's that player. So, I, at the end of the day, I don't care if they're from Boston. I don't care if they're Canadian or not. I know we touched on that in Common Corner a couple of shows ago. I just want good players on my hockey team at good value. And Connor Clifton, I think, signifies that. Wow. There you go. He just, Trevor Beggs just slapped unplugged right right in the face with his with his comment. It happens sometimes here on Comic Corner. Uh, leave comments uh, whenever you watch the show. Subscribe, hit the like button, leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and spread love. Spread love, not just to us but to the world. Uh make everyday count, breathe. Any other clichés I got here and recycle. And don't litter, man. For real. There you go. That's all I got to say. There you go. And, uh, you know, again, make sure you, you you leave some comments based on all my trade scenarios and my crazy trade scenarios. I think it's going to be pretty funny tomorrow, Kyle, to do comment quarter after round one of the draft. And absolutely none of them have happened. Uh, yeah. So you can hit me up in the comments. Let me know what you think. Leave your trade proposals there. Uh, but for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Kyle Bowen. You've been listening to another episode of Locked On Canucks. Again, Kyle and I will record after the first round of the draft tomorrow. So look for that episode. No Wednesday night, or you know, if you get to bed early Thursday morning, what a better way to wake up than with Kyle and I whispering in your ear. Hello. Yeah, perfect. I'm I'm down to whisper into people's ears, and I've actually never done that romantically. That's actually a lie. That's a lie. I've definitely gotten in the ear. Okay, when things are getting down, you know, what's up, baby? You liking what you're feeling? You know, <laughs> drop one of those, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Did you sign out already or what, man? You got to say anything oh, yeah. else? Uh, that's about it. No. Oh, that's I think, about that, it. I think, I think that probably works. <laughs> the way you okay, it. man. Locked on Canucks. Your team every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Enjoy life. Peace.